Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Uh, things going pretty well with the Hamilton economy locally. We know the housing market is, is still hot. Uh, we, we hear from most people all the time. Uh, economic development talks to us about some new businesses, uh, cranes in the sky, there's construction going on, uh, employment's one of the lowest uh, unemployment rates in the, in the country. So why are children going hungry? And even more children are going hungry. Uh, food Share has released their annual hunger report, and uh, Joanne Santucci from Hamilton Food Share joins us uh, on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Hi, Joanne. How are you doing today? Wonderful, Bill. How's yourself? Good, good. I, I, I'm troubled, though, when I start seeing some uh, of these numbers. What's going on here? I'm so disheartened. You know, you know, parents, I, I don't know what else to say. When is the bottom? When, when is it going to hit bottom? Like, at what point is the bottom for, you know, this provincial government? I'm not really sure, but I can just tell you that... Poverty is not widening here in our community. It's deepening. There's more children, yes, coming to a food bank. It's up maybe about 6%. That's not the alarm. The alarm is families who have children are coming more often to the food bank, which means that the, the meager income that they do have is not getting to the end of that month, and it's not even getting to the end of the month, uh, you know, in a few weeks. Well, talk to us about what's going on, because, I mean, this is, this increase, especially when you juxtapose it against what seems to be happening in the economy, seems to indicate here, Joanne, that, that, that you know, the, the gap between the haves and the have-nots in our community is getting bigger. It really is. You know, it, it, there's a lot of things. Some of it is from our past. These are people, too, who, you know, who have had great manufacturing jobs. You know what I mean? And now there's only service industry jobs left. You cannot raise a family on, on minimum wage. It just can't be done. You could barely provide for yourself on minimum wage. And that's somebody working full-time, Bill. So you, you compound that with... Um, you compound that with... Uh, um, you know, uh, the families that are experiencing pressures ever else. Look at this time of year. There's also this time of year. Hats, coats, boots. You're also looking at heating, extra pressure on families who already are feeling the pressure. 30 years ago, Bill, people were experiencing a couple days' worth of hunger. You know what I mean? Where, where am I going to get food from? Like I'm, I'm, I'm shy two to three days' worth of food. Now that swing is so big, they're now experiencing the risk of homelessness on top of all of the other things. I think that's more than a family should bear in Hamilton. Well, absolutely, absolutely. And we've talked about that with a number of people on city council, of course, and yeah. including the mayor. Uh, and I know that the, you know, the city has made a commitment towards affordable housing, and yes. uh, they're doing what they can. I'd like to think the provincial government's going to come to the table. They haven't done that yet. Well, I'd like to think that, Bill, but hey. I hope he calls me. Yeah. <laughs> I, got of, I got a lot of ideas. You know what I'm saying? Let me, let me just talk to you about the, the city. This city has been amazing. Not just the residents of this city who continually will not let children go hungry, but the councillors themselves have been very attentive in knowing where their nuances are going on in this community, where the impacts will be great. And they're buffering those with food share and all of our partners to make sure that at least the holiday season up until then, we're, we're going to be fine. You know, we talked to, I also want to do have a shout out to, you know, Paul Johnson, general manager of health and safety yep. communities. Honest to God, they're, they have their ear on the ground. They're listening. If there's something that's going to impact them, along with the Hamlet Community Foundation, have really helped us get to this far. You know what I mean? So I just want to say a shout out for them. We got a, one awesome community. But, but at the end of the day, though, we, we had a discussion with uh, one of our donors, and uh, he called up and he said, what can I do? Just tell me something. What can I do? He goes, well, I goes, well I'm starting with babies. That's where I'm going. So he says, well, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to donate baby for me. Just tell me where to get it and how to get it. We'll do all that. Next thing you know, he donated 86,000 tins of baby formula. Wow. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. Now, that gesture is so impactful. It's going to help so many 
And can you imagine mothers worrying at night? What are they going to do in the morning? And here comes this wonderful gentleman. Bang. But I know, Bill, when that formula is gone, the condition will still exist. Sure it will. How do, we, how do we grapple with this as a community? And we need to do it because at some point, uh, you know, you can't keep cutting back and cutting back and thinking nothing's going to happen because of it. There's some stats here that we need to talk about, Joanne. I know you're aware of these. Uh, and and the, the concern about homelessness is real, by the way. But yes. the, the the working poor, and I know that's a phrase that some people maybe can't seem to get their heads around, but these are people that do have jobs, oftentimes, as you mentioned, without benefits, but they do have yes. jobs, sometimes two jobs, sometimes three jobs. Yes. Uh, and, but still, and this is the thing I found troubling, Still, they're paying way more just for rent and utilities than, than they should be paying out of the whatever income that they're getting. I think I think the bottom line here, if I remember from my days on city council, uh, twenty nine or thirty percent of your uh, income should be going to to some sort of shelter, housing, and so. Some people are paying 57, 58%. In other words, more than half of what they're earning, it's just going to put a roof over their head and maybe pay the hydro yeah. bill. There's no money for food. That's exactly it, Bill. And this is what happens over the course of, we've been around almost a generation, 29 yeah. years, Bill, 29 years. So in 29 years, we have said in the mid-90s, 22% was cut. They barely put maybe 1% or 2% back. Now, i got to say, the child tax benefit really was a, a game changer. Yeah. It helped a lot. Yeah. But people are so far below the poverty line, they're still way below the poverty line with that support. You just keep cutting back, and you cut back on, on the poor. You cut back on education. You cut back on hospitals. You can have a, a whole show on all three of those things. You know what I'm saying? Well, we've done the that. The time for cutting back is over. The time to reinvest in people. You know, Bill, people who have uh, low-income people, they want the same thing everybody else wants. They just want a bit of an easier life. They want a better life for their own children, and they need opportunity. Many don't even have access to opportunity. You know what I mean? You need to have, uh, you need to have the proper clothing, you need to have proper education. Someone doing, like, there's all kinds of things involved in looking for a job and keeping that job. You know what I mean? So I say that there has to be uh, also some uh, opportunity for education and retraining that has to go on. But at some point, we got to say, when babies are lining up to a food bank, that's it. That's the bottom line. We that, will not yeah, accept that, that's anything a, below that line anymore. That's a red flag. That's it. That's it for me. And I'm telling everybody in our community, I'm just saying to them, just think of these babies and children for Christmas time. Just think about them. And, uh, you know, this community has always been such a, an unbelievable, uh, you know, generous uh, support for for people uh, who are in trouble in our community. I, I'm just so glad I live here. I got to tell you that I'm just so glad I live here. Well, there's and there are some th- wonderful things, and you've talked about some of the great people that have been involved in this. Paul Johnson's been doing this sort of thing for years, even yeah. before he started Absolutely. working for the city. You know, we know Paul's history, and, and some other great agencies that you work with on a daily basis to try to alleviate yeah. some of these things. And uh, you know, clothing for people, suits for people that need to go and for apply for a job. I mean, there's a lot of great things, but they need more of them. That seems to be the problem. But it comes down to money. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. It comes down to money. When we have discussions, and, and you've heard many of these over the last couple of years on our program, Joanne, uh, for instance, you know, the, the Ford government that says, okay, we're canceling the, the, the increase for the minimum wage that was supposed to take place this year. Yeah. Uh, or, hey, that, uh, that, that, that new program, you know, where we're going to try for fair wage program, we're not going to do that anymore. We're just going to kill that. This is the result. I mean, people may just think about that, that in the abstract and say, oh, what's the big deal? We're going to save some money for the government. That's a good thing, right? This is the result. The lineups that you have to experience now because of that. It's just, you know, you get to a point where you feel bad. Now you're just starting to get a little angry about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because because it's it's poverty that 
that is planned. You know what I mean? We can change it. We can change it. We just need the political will. That's what it's going to take, Bill. Political will, uh, municipally, municipally up to the province, the province up to the feds. You know, because it's the programs there that are, that are our safety net that are in the greatest probably peril than anything else. We fought hard for those uh, safety nets. In the, the 30 years ago, ah, there was a tear here and a tear there. Had we geared everything to inflation, we probably wouldn't be as severe as where we are right now. It would be culpable, something we could actually solve. But now we're 30 years behind. You know what I mean? So a check from 30 years ago, is that there's, there's not much of an increase to that. And that, that's now worth what? Um, maybe uh, 60% less? Or it's only worth 60% now? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and so you're applying um, an old income level to all of these, um, uh, you know, cost of living increases, housing, food, clothes, heat, hydro, and your income has remained stagnant for decades. Well, and that's why that program that was instituted by the previous government called Living Wage is just that. Mm-hmm. It's it's not so you can put your money away in the Cayman right. Islands or, or, you know, tax shelters. It's so you can live. Uh, and, so you can uh, actually live and participate in your community. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. Instead of, you know, what they're doing, I mean, everybody who gets elected to public office should actually, you know, part of the tour, you know, your your introduction to, to, to that kind of life should be down at the East End, down at your place. It should be at neighbor yeah. to neighbor. It should, look at what people have to do to make ends meet. And sometimes they're not making ends meet. They're not. You know, uh, you you talk to mothers, too, and and. And you just feel the pain coming from them that they don't know where to go. They have to wake up the next day and figure it out. You know what I mean? They've already been to the food bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there just wasn't enough to go around. Uh, I don't know. I think I think at some point, uh, you know, a vibrant community is about how everybody can participate, how everyone is counted. We don't leave anybody behind, especially babies in this community. You know what I mean? So at some point, Bill, as a community, we have to find the political will within ourselves, within all of our advocacy, within all of our our municipal government, and we have to push that agenda forward with the province. Otherwise, the province is going to do what it's going to do. Well, uh, listen, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and we're going to do that. We're going to keep the political pressure going on that. Uh, but also, people that are listening to our conversation right now, uh, dig a little deeper. I know it's Christmas time, but this is a 365-day-a-year problem. Uh, yeah. and, and people like, like your organization, obviously, with Hamilton Food Share and so many others, uh, really do need our support. And, and the people that you serve uh, are the ones that are going to benefit from that. So, so, Joanne, keep on doing what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. And every time we get a chance to talk about what's going on in the community, we really, really appreciate it, Bill, because it brings in more support and it gets people more aware of the conditions that are in our community and how we can help them. Absolutely. So thank you so much for your time. You betcha. We'll stay in touch, Lang. Thanks again, Joanne. Well. Joanne Santucci, of course, from Hamilton Food Share. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.